0: Drift. You're rocking Attitude Era live with my guy, the icon. Monday again, and we are back here for another Attitude Our Lives.
1: Hey guys, how y'all doing?
2: And we are cooking like no other show can cook in history of the wrestling business. That is us.
1: That's right. And
2: I am biased with that
1: statement. (laughs) Uh. How's everybody doing? How was your guys' weekend?
2: Well, doing uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, been going here, going there, doing this and that, getting everything done, and uh, talking I know to that feeling. And, Yeah, talking to potential guests, and uh, we've got, got many more lined up, many more to come. It's
1: going to be great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What about you, Big Swing? How was your weekend?
0: Very good. Um, could have been better, but it was very good.
1: Good. Well, I had a busy weekend myself, so I'm like Icon. I was doing this and that and everything else. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, Granny stays pretty busy. When she's not attending wrestling shows, I stay pretty busy doing other things, so I stay pretty busy. No, you yeah. guys, I can't so believe that it's been right at a month that I've been on the show with you already. I mean, it's been awesome. I tell you, I have so much enjoyed this. I mean, who would have ever sorry, thought I, when and... I would have called?
0: Oh, sorry, guys. I was gonna say, I'm doing double duty oh, no. again. But, yes, continue c- continue oh, your
3: story.
1: No, I was just saying who would have ever thought when I called in to listen to my good friend Chelsea Stackhouse like a month ago when she was on your show and I just called in to listen to that? Who would have ever thought? that granny would have become a part of the show with you guys. Because I tell you, I used to help host a blog talk radio show a few years ago. I mean, I started off just calling and listening and they kind of, I called in periodically and then they made me like a a co-host. And then I ended up running the show for a couple of years with helping with my wrestling friends. And then, I stepped down due to health issues and stuff. So I had another friend take over being the host, and I ran the switchboard. And so I used to do this on a regular basis all the time. So this is nothing new to me, but I tell you, it's been awesome. And some of the people that I've gotten to talk to since I've been a part of this has been amazing. I mean, I just I can't wait to see what's in store. For you know our future guests that we have coming on, I'm Granny is really excited, so I'm really excited, okay. guys.
2: Well, well, believe it or not, I booked a lot of them. You know, uh, I, I'm proud to announce that uh, we now have guests booked from now until next March.
4: Wow. Whew.
2: I mean, you know, the thing is. You know, I, I'm going to try and, uh, you know, only have two guests tonight, you know. But sometimes I can't help it. Like tonight, as uh, they fall into place, you have to take them, you know. That's right. Uh, because, you know, some I've been working on for months, and they finally say, yeah, yeah, we can do it. But I have to do it today or else I can't, I, I can't. you know, set my schedule for another four months. So I, I take them as we go. You know, and then, you know, there's always some that may have to cancel and then uncancel and, you know, that I'm finding a replacement. But tonight, we do have a big show and the other thing is, um, now, no matter how much, how much this bad this may sound to our wrestling fans that listen to the show, and this is not about me, believe it or not, but With as bad as Monday Night Raw has been, with as bad as the storylines are, sometimes you need to have three guests because the content to talk about, there's only five minutes worth of conversation to have because it's terrible. I hope that's that's not continuing the case, but that's the way it's going. What else can you do?
1: I know, it's kind of like tonight, you know, Kurt Hawkins was out there, and he was going to wrestle with this guy, and he had a spread full of tacos for everybody in the house, you know, if he won it, when he won his first match. And Baron Corbin decides to come out and interfere, which causes him to get another loss. So he's like, Kurt Hawkins is like zero and 200 I mean, he's lost 200 yeah. matches since he's part, been a part of money Night raw and perfectly ruined baron corbin threw him through the table tipped over the taco table i mean ruined perfectly good tacos i mean how dare yeah. he i'm not a big baron corbin fan anyways but how dare he ruin perfectly good tacos yeah. that it's, people it's could have enjoyed the, 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 Especially if they're sub-steak. So well, I so don't know what kind of tacos year. they were, but they look they looked pretty tasty. And I was like, how dare he ruin perfectly good tacos? Mm. And,
2: you know, the other the other thing that doesn't make sense is, and I said this last week, the, the events that start the show lately should actually be the main events. And they're not, I, you know? I agree, I agree. And my question is, I mean, they're, I'm kind of really starting to like the guys a little bit, a little bit, you know, which is ooh, a lot ooh. more than I like Kevin Owens. But uh,
1: the B squad. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, Bo Dallas and i be <laughs> yeah, you know, well, uh, why are they getting a push now?
0: Uh, they've been in the business long enough. I mean, I think it's one of those things where Bo Dallas has taken his lumps, and he hasn't complained And he hasn't quit And he hasn't done any of this And now now they're finally saying Listen we get it to Jinder Mahal We took Jinder Mahal From the biggest job Around the roster the world champion In about six months Why not let somebody else Have a shot
2: And uh, well, you know The other interesting thing Is you know A lot of people May not know Or don't know But uh, uh, Bo Dallas uh, His brother Is Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. Is dad was IRS and uh, his uncle uh, why does his name always slip my mind? Barry Wyndham was his uncle or is his uncle. Yep. So, I yep. mean, he's you know, he's got wrestling in his blood, you know, and the other thing that really impresses me is the tag team of Bray Wyatt and uh, and Matt Hardy Two compolar opposites Are a tag team You know And it'll be happy for Big Swing to know If you are recording Monday Night Raw right now You can record it, uh, record it To the second hour 11 minute mark When Alexa Bliss comes out She's out right now I just had to throw that in there But it's a, man after my own, play,
0: a man after my own heart here
2: Yeah if you guys had to rank the product on a scale of one to ten right now. How would you rank it? Ten being the best, one being the worst. How would you rank it?
0: Does negative count?
2: <laughs> no.
0: You can't give negative numbers?
2: Well, if you want to, I suppose you can, but
0: Alright. Can I can I say zero Kelvin for all my science people out there?
2: <laughs> okay. All right, well we'll No, I'll
0: give that. it like I'll give it like a six, honestly. Huh?
2: A six? Uh, and when uh, Lex is on. I got you. How about you, Granny? How would you rank it?
1: Uh, I'd probably maybe a six because sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good. And, you know, I I don't know. You know, it's just some of these storylines that they come up with are just, you know, crazy. But but I think I think maybe, you know, Bo Dallas, they're trying to push the B- the B Squad, you know Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Since you know the Miz isn't with them anymore, they're not with the Miz anymore. Maybe they're trying to push him a little bit more out there, you know. Just since they're by themselves, you know. So right. because they weren't real happy when you know when the Miz kind of just you know pushed him aside, you know. So of course I'm not a big well, you Miz know, maybe fan either. For so the is
2: what they needed.
1: That's true. I, I and I I agree with that. I think. I think they're getting their chance now to show their true talent, since they're not like fighting the Miz's Coattails or whatever. You know, they're not right. being his 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 assistants or his slaves or whatever you want to call them. I mean, you know, so because when they were with the you Miz, know. I mean, he he treated him kind of crappy sometimes, in my book. But that's Well, my you opinion. know.
2: And you know, Curtis Axel, you know, he's a third he's a third generation superstar himself. His dad Kurt henning and, Kurt
1: Henning was miss, was his dad, Mr. Mr. Perkins. Perkins, yep. uh And I also his... and I also this has been several years ago, but I have met Kurt Henning's daughter, Amy Henning. I met her in an in, independent show here in Arkansas. And she was uh-huh. very, very nice. She was she was really a nice person. I really enjoyed watching her wrestle. Is she, she a wrestler, was really cool? Though? Yes, she is. Yeah. I don't know if she still wrestles anymore But I know for a long time When I first met her She was actually tra- She trained at Harley Race's Wrestling school um, in Up in Missouri So, But yeah like I said I met her At a It was called Arkansas Pro Wrestling It was a small independent wrestling federation That they did shows in Silent Springs, Arkansas And Lincoln, Arkansas And um, I met her one time a couple different times at Kelly's shows, and she was a really nice person. I really enjoyed meeting her
2: i uh yeah it'd be it'd be cool if we could uh you know get her on the show too at some point you
3: know? yeah
1: i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure if she's still wrestling i haven't i i could maybe do some check with some of my friends uh you know, I could do just with some checking and see if she's still, you know, if she's still wrestling, you know, and stuff. But, uh, okay. All right. See what I, see yeah, what I can cool. find out. See what I can find out for you. So, you know.
2: And, uh, you know, I also want to mention, you know, in a couple weeks, uh, we are going to have, uh, probably the most emotional interview I have ever done. I'll, I'll admit. Why is that? If anybody. If anybody wants to hear the icon with tears in his eyes, I want you guys to tune in. Oh, boy. On, uh, well, yeah, tune in next week, but I want you guys to all call in on, um, uh, uh, June 18th, when we have Colton Two June 18th, Arnold. why is that? Uh, his father, Roddy Roddy Piper.
3: Ah, uh, yes.
2: Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and, uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna angle the schedule a little bit, uh to uh, have him on for an hour, you know. Uh right now he's scheduled for thirty minutes, but I uh I think uh we can have a whole hour with him. Um you know. His uh his father was uh my dad's hero and uh you know, my hero as well and
1: I loved I well, loved Roddy Piper. He was one of my favorites.
0: See, he was a little bit before my time. Like, I remember, like, I remember the Piper's Pit interviews from, you know, when I was in high school when he was older, you know, but I don't really
2: remember him in the ring Well, I'll tell you what, the thing about uh, Rowdy Piper is he was, uh, he was always considered uh, a heel, but he was a fan favorite, you know, which is, which is really, really cool, you know. He's the only heel that wasn't a heel.
1: That's true. That's true. Because everybody loved Roddy Piper. I mean, I tell you, he was was great.
2: So so our our guest should be calling in here shortly, or uh, I'm going to try and call him. If he uh, doesn't call in here shortly, Uh, we have him scheduled uh, for 15 after the hour. Um, A quarter past for all you radio people listening right now. Um, so, uh, and then, uh, of course, on the 19th, uh, coming up is when the pay-per-view is. So, uh, should, uh, this is one of the pay-per-views I look forward to every year. You know, the money, the
1: bank. I believe yeah. it's the 17th of June. I call oh, is it the 17th? Yeah. 17th. It's on Father's Day weekend, I believe.
2: Right. Other stuff going on that weekend. So, so, uh, so, uh, Big Swing, you watching the board there? Is he called him? Say that again. Uh, is our, is our guest called in?
0: Let me check the switchboard. Yes, sir, they have.
2: I'm gonna put them to you. Do you think? All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room, our first combatant of the night. This guy gives new meaning to the word law and order. And if you don't respect, he'll show you what a lawsuit is. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest attorney in the history of wrestling, I give you Clarence Mason. Hey, sir, how
5: are you? I appreciate it. Thank you for the introduction. I am Will. How about yourself?
2: Good. Now, tell me, was that not the best introduction you ever had?
5: Oh, man, listen, I could not have done better if I had scripted it myself.
2: <laughs> so, uh, well, I'll tell you what, now that I've uh, introduced you, uh, what we'd like to do is have our guests uh, tell us a little bit about themselves and we go into <coughs> the uh, the questions. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll ask you some questions?
5: Well, I appreciate it. Um, I think your listeners are pretty much aware of, What's what? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm from the old school, back in the uh, mid-'90s. Uh, my persona was that of Clarence Mason, the great legal beagle, the World Wrestling Federation, um, uh, manager of the Nation of Domination. Uh, and um, it was a great time. It was, it, was, it was an absolutely great time. And since then, um, I've been practicing law here in Florida, and um, and everything has been great Everything has been great And I appreciate the opportunity that you all have given me To be able to talk to um, The listeners out there Any questions, anything I don't have a problem with it, but I appreciate you all reaching out to me
2: So uh, So you are a lawyer And you are an attorney in real life And you have your own practice So um, so that was Not just a gimmick for you, because you were already An attorney Um when you uh first uh got uh a call from the WWE, um, did they uh did they just kick you out of the yellow pages or how did that come about, or did you say uh hey you guys can use no. an attorney? How did that work?
5: No, no, that was not the way it was. Um I had um, a very, very good friend take me back down memory lane and Ernie the Cat Lad. Okay. And um Lad was the individual who pretty much uh put things in place so that I could meet the right people and um it was never my intent to be or to use the gimmick, but I guess greater minds came to the conclusion that since I in fact was in fact a true attorney, to use that as a gimmick, a real life gimmick and uh and run with it, and that's what we did.
2: And uh, you uh, you managed uh, like you said you man- managed uh, the nation of domination. Uh, you also uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you also not manage uh, the British Bulldog for a while with uh, him and his wife? Uh, you were uh, you were the one that brought the lawsuit against uh, Shawn Michaels for a sexual harassment suit. Is that correct in the,
5: in the storyline? <laughs> yeah, something along that line. He and uh, and Owen uh, they were tag team champions at the time and I managed them at the time. And then, uh, uh, the great minds over at the WWF at the time decided, you know, uh, just go straight into the, um, cause they were actually before the nation and then the nation got real deep and that's when I went exclusively with the, with the nation. But yeah, that I was with those guys initially. Absolutely.
2: You know, my favorite part about that storyline is, uh, how you, Diana, and the British Bulldog were in the ring, and uh, you said that you had a restraining order against Shawn Michaels so he cannot come out to the ring. Here comes Gorilla Monsoon, clears you guys out of the ring. You guys are walking past Shawn Michaels. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon grabs you and pulls you out of the way, and then the next week you file a lawsuit on uh, Gorilla Monsoon. I thought that was just great.
5: Gr Gorilla was an absolute great, great, great talent. I really, really enjoyed working with him. But, um, oh, yeah, and, you know, we always seized the opportunity to, to run with the storyline. And at a time when it all had gone down, uh, um, and it wasn't anything that was, it wasn't, as I remember it, it wasn't anything that was planned from the beginning. I took the idea after he had did what he did in terms of grabbing, I took it back to the to, to the back, I said, hey guys, let's, let's run with this, and we ran with it. We had a great time with it, but that was the, But the storyline developed, and in, in, you know, it wasn't anything that was that was prearranged. We didn't, no, we didn't do that. It, it, it developed as it was going on, and I took the idea back in the back, and and we decided to run with it at the time. So it was real, real good. And he was a great sport about it. He was, you know, all the guys were. Man, I really really enjoyed enjoyed being with the guys and everything. And uh, 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 the bulldog, you know. You know, Diana, we, we we it it was a great, it, it was all a very very good working relationship. Absolutely great. I enjoyed it all. Now uh, we'll
2: we'll come back to Owen and uh, the Bulldog in a second, but there's one thing I got to ask you. Uh, and you guys, uh, you you're here with, of course, talking to the icon. We have Clarence Bates here, and uh, you have uh, the big swing and Granny Hawks here, running left to right as you're listening to us on your radio. Uh, you uh, also manage Crush. Now I gotta ask you, and I still have it to this day, the Crush Clarence Mason action figure. Now tell me, what was your first reaction when you saw yourself in a little action figure in the package?
5: Oh man, I was amazed and shocked. It was great, you know what I mean. It was, it was when we were taking off. I mean, you know, the 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 gimmick was working very very well and um, and uh, and they put me up with a real, real, you know, a real, real good talent and crush, you know, and we, and we worked well together, but, you know, it, it, it was a great push, and, um, and interestingly enough, I never bought one of those uh, items. I know people who have bought them. I know family members and friends who have purchased one, but I never ever, I never ever, uh, I never ever got one. Much to my regret, I never got one, but it's okay. It's okay.
2: Well, my question is, uh, you know, if I were to, uh, if I were to, find it in my collection that if I would have send it to you, you think you could autograph it for me?
5: I don't, I wouldn't have one issue with that whatsoever. Awesome. I promise you it wouldn't now, get lost in the mail, you would get it back.
2: Okay, alright, or you might decide to keep it and put it up in your office next well, to your Well, I, I didn't say that,
5: no, I didn't say that, I didn't say that, no, alright.
2: <laughs> next to, right next to your, uh, your plaque on your desk, you know, your loss certificate, is like,
5: absolutely right Um, there daddy right there come on down to Florida anytime it'll be right there go ahead and send it I don't have one problem with that whatsoever
2: now uh, I gotta ask you now getting to work with Owen and uh, British Bulldog now uh, we've had many guests on our show that uh, like that have stories about Owen being a master prankster what is your favorite Owen story that you have personally with him uh,
5: he was that, and you know, you know, the good thing about when I was there, I didn't necessarily get into the um, you know, to get get into the pranks. I was never the object or the subject of his uh, of it of his pranks. Um, however, I did I did see them. You know, what I mean, you know, the the water and the buckets over the door. You come in, you get doused like that. I mean, I mean, he had it. But what I do recall, and one of the things that 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 uh did stand out was. And I mentioned this before on, on uh, uh other times, is that he was big time a family man. He was really, really a family man. And I remember one time we were someplace, I don't know where it was, um, and it was after a show. And this was before cell phones were real big.
6: <laughs>
5: and uh, he was uh he was somewhere we were somewhere somewhere, I don't know where we were, but Uh, we were at a hotel, but, you know, he was outside in the phone booth, and he was uh, basically sitting out on the floor in the phone booth, and he was talking to his wife. And, um, you know, and, you know, and back during those times, and I'm sure pretty much now because I'm not even in the business anymore, but, you know, Family time was it was a premium because you didn't get it very often. you were on the road all the time, and and Owen had risen. His, you know, his, he, he you know his 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 star was large, so you know wasn't there wasn't a lot a lot of time to be spent. You know, you know uh, at, at home. So whatever time he could get to, to, you know, to speak with his wife or to speak with his family, he wanted to do it, to, to to do that. And I always thought that was something real special, given all the things that come along. The road and all the things that come along with it, and it's not always good. And it's not always glorious, and a lot of times it's rough. But um, you know, I, I remember that, and, and I saw it on more than one occasion. And He was just trying to just make sure his family was just fine and everything. But you know, but a, but a, but what but a, but a good, but a, but absolutely great. Talent. And I really, really enjoyed working with him. Wish I could have done more of it. I really, really do. I wish I could have done more of it. He and Bulldog were absolutely great. They were fantastic
2: so uh what uh what would your potential uh uh, uh do you have a uh, yearning to uh go back and do another storyline with the w w e or are you pretty much happy with uh, your practice and what you're doing right now
5: no no um i'm very very happy right now where i'm it was a great time um i um i can't you know i i can't think uh the McMahon family for the enough for the opportunity that i had but um I'm involved in a lot of things now <clears throat> i i matter fact i just heard recently that uh kane became mayor of uh, of a place back in missouri- was it missouri i think it was uh-huh. uh some some something along that line i, somebody, I heard that from, from 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 someone i know someone here locally from my from my uh neighborhood that went to college with uh with with glenn and um so i'm involved in city government you know sat on a few boards you know um i'm heavily into in into civil rights um uh i'm a criminal defense attorney by trade so i mean that's what my passion is um i do not have a desire to go back you know you never say never but i'm not actually su- i'm not actually looking for it and uh, and they're not actually seeking me out and that's okay like i said it was a good time and um, and we moved on, and we're just doing some different things. But my life is very very full now, and I'm and I'm thankful for it. I'm glad to have had the opportunity that I had. But this is where my heart is right now. This is where it is. You you truly well, truly impact people's lives with what I, with what I'm doing right now, and um, and I love it.
2: Well, how about well how about the potential of uh, having uh, Clarence Mason uh, in the Hall of Fame?
5: Hey, all they gotta do is make the phone call, baby, and I'll be there. It's all good, you know well, what I mean? Will, but we'll I'll be on. I, I,
3: right
5: I, I, hey, go ahead, go ahead and do that. But you know, there are so many guys out there that uh, that deserve that opportunity, you know. And it would be a great, 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 great honor. Um, but there are so many more that have done far better than me in the business, man. And 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 I think they deserve a nod um, just as just as much. So it it would be an honor. It really, really, it really, really would be. Um, and uh, even though we only get, got a chance to do that for a couple of years, it was a great couple of years. wish it had gone a lot longer, uh, um, but looking back now, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a great place. I'm in a great place. Um, no regrets. Everything is good. Well, I'll
2: tell you what. We set an emotion right here on our show right now. Now, the only thing you got to do for us is if you do get that nod, you do get that call in the Hall of Fame, uh, you'd be willing to have the icon sit at uh, your head table and uh, when, you, when you get inducted
5: Listen, that is a done deal You guys, y'all stay in contact with me If it happens, I am there And you are there, right there with me Don't worry about that, it's all a good thing It's a done deal Bank on it, baby, bank awesome. on it
2: Hey, and it's and it's recorded You know, the recordings are re-
1: reminding <laughs>
5: Yeah, we got the proof uh, It's right there
0: <laughs> that would be hey, awesome. I mean, I, I've
1: always wanted. I've always wanted to go to the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Granny would love that. As much as I love wrestling, I would just absolutely. That's that's on my bucket that, list.
5: Yeah, that would be Start that would be just, amazing. Get, get, get For anybody just, a fan, I think that'd be amazing. Absolutely.
2: Well, one thing I I, I did promise you. Uh, for, for, for being on the show with us One thing I did promise you Is that uh, you could uh, pitch your practice So uh, if uh, one of our listeners out there Is listening to this And may need an attorney uh, You know I'm in Fargo, North Dakota uh, Granny's in uh, Arkansas And big uh, swings in New York If we needed a good attorney How would we get a hold of you?
5: Easy and I appreciate that. Uh, uh my name is Herman Stevens. Um, A.K. Clarence Mason, A.K. J. Biggs. <laughs> don't forget about Biggs, man. Don't you all forget about Biggs. And um uh I'm located in Delray Beach, Florida. Uh and I specialize in criminal defense. So uh when you've been when you've been accused. Um, or, in fact, if you are, in fact, guilty, you need someone to plea you out, hey, I am your man, and um, I can easily be Googled. I have a website. Um, it's right there. So reach out to me if you need anything, and if I can't do anything for you, certainly I'll get, in, I'll get you in contact with the individual that you need, whatever facet of law that it involves. I am mm-hmm. pretty much can get you in contact with who you need to get in contact with, and you'll be well taken care of. That you can be sure of. I know that uh, Granny,
2: we got we got we got about ten minutes here left with you uh, before we uh, have Granny and uh, Big Swing ask a question. One thing we like to do is like to have our all our guests do a little uh, liner for us. And basically, the way it works is uh, you'll say, "Hey, this is Clarence Mason. You're listening to the Attitude Air Live with the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster, And then you can say whatever else you want. And you can put that Clarence Mason spin on to do it. And then uh, we'll count down out for five seconds. And uh, if we have to uh, do a couple takes, we will.
5: Okay, we're good.
2: Okay, ready? Five, four.
5: Let's, let's try three, to go forward. Two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Clarence Mason with the icon and the big swing, baby. And we are live, live right now across America where everybody can enjoy. Everybody can get in on it. And if you ever need any kind of legal assistance, any kind of legal aid, all you got to call up is Clarence Mason, the legal beagle of professional wrestling, David, the legal beagle.
2: I'm not just saying this. I think that's the best promo we've ever had. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So now, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got, that got Grady, no beef. But... I, uh, <laughs> I know that Grady and Big Swing have a few questions, so I'll let those guys go and uh, ask their questions. Go ahead, guys. Give, give me one. Go ahead, now. Big Swing. Okay. Sure. Every time we're ready for him, he steps away. He uh, see, he's out of doing York, double uh, duty
1: tonight.
2: He's doing <laughs> double duty, and uh, he's doing the Yankee game. And uh, you know, uh, just when we're ready to go to him, he's got to step away. But uh, in uh, in your uh, in your tenure with the WD, you were there for three years, correct, or was it two?
5: Uh, it was two years. It was two years.
2: Two years. From ninety five until
5: ninety seven.
2: What was your all-time favorite memory uh, being in the WWE? Uh,
5: let's see. Um, I'm gonna say it was the very, very first outing that I had was was not the most auspicious of one, but we were in Michigan and I was flown in and this was uh-huh. my first time and I had to and I had to do uh the deal with Vader and Vader had gotten some. Uh, some some trouble and, and, uh, and Cornette needed some legal representation. And that's when I came in and that was my first inning. So being, you know, being involved in that situation, my first time, because this is, this, I was a novice at professional wrestling. I had no previous experience in that. And I'm and sad to say, it probably showed on some occasions, but I want to believe that at some point in time it got better and better and better. But, uh, it was that time and that, that time right there, you know, uh, when I first got indoctrinated and baptized by fire, but it was a good time. And, and, and everything worked out well, everything worked out well, but that was to by far the best memory because it was the first time I got a chance to, you know, to really, really, you know, to, to start it out and, 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 and begin that journey. It was great. And,
2: and it must've been something when you met Vader for the first time, it's like, uh, he's like, what, six foot plus and you're well, you're not six feet, you're like five something, I think.
5: Uh only five eight man. Listen, Leon was an absolute you know what, and, 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 and he he was a good guy too. And there were times and when when they did a Florida swing, uh, and Cornette was not on um the card and Vader was, you know, and I had a chance to go in and, and I had the chance to manage uh uh a, a few nights and, and just just like I said, it was a great talent. um he is a great talent. let me just say it like that. I'm sure he still does um some indies from time to time, um, but um a uh, a great guy to work with uh and he 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 I know he comes into this area here a lot. He was doing some work with um this independent called Enigma and uh it has since been sold to someone else but i do stay in contact every now and then with the original owner of enigma and he used to bring leon into the area and they would do some things um so yeah but that was it you, uh
3: my family and
1: i got to meet vader a few couple of years ago at an independent show in oklahoma city that was a lot of fun him and his son they were in a tag team match together, and that was a really good opportunity to get to meet him and his son. Do you think you might be able to talk to him? Uh, uh, Vader? No, no, no. Uh,
2: the owner of Enigma.
5: Oh yeah. Well, he doesn't own it anymore, but I certainly can. You know, after 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 we get off, you give me you know get back with me. I know exactly how to get in contact with him, and you can definitely speak with. Him. He would be more than happy to speak with you. Um, All right, and uh, then.
2: Uh, the other favor I want to ask you uh, is uh, I'll, I'll send you the address. You think maybe you might be able to send us some uh, autographed business cards for giveaway?
5: I have no issue with that whatsoever. Just give me the address and I'll do absolutely that. So, you know, put, right. put, put put a little something on each on the back of a back of them, see you a few of them, and I'm um, hey, go at
6: it.
2: And then uh, also uh, I'm also going to find that action figure because I I do believe I know exactly where it is, and I want to I do want to that because. Uh, it'll, uh, you know, you know, John Monks. I'll put you right next to the autographed uh, series I have of uh, Mankind and Hillbilly Jim. I'll
5: put you right above those hey, Amen. What what, a, awesome. what an honor. Somebody came to me. I did a I did a show. Uh, one of those. Where are they now? And I did it in Jersey. And this was after uh, you know Crush had you know passed away, and. Somebody brought me that action figure there at that particular uh, show, and he had signed it. He had signed it, and it was on the mind that needed to be and there. And that was really, really something because that just, you know, that, that completed it there. And I was very, very thankful that they thought enough of me to come there because, like I said, he was the one that made all of that work. I was just, um, you know, I just played a good second um Crush yeah. uh, yeah,
3: is always you know, one of my favorites. I miss Crush.
5: Yeah, a great, great talent. You know, sometimes you know you deal with these crazy personalities in the, in the back. You know, you really, really—I mean, people on the outside, you know, you, you, you see it—you see the lights and the glitz of it all. But there's a lot of going on in the back, and and it's not all good. And you have to be able to, just like anything, you have to be able to maneuver, and you have to be um politically astute, and you have to watch yourself, and you have to always be your biggest cheerleader and always do what's best for your brand. And um and if you don't do that, trust me, you will get swallowed up. And um and I learned I learned. By the time I had gotten over to uh Turner, um, I knew how I knew how to do all that extremely well. I mean I, I I was I was, you know, and uh I I was in there. I mean I knew how to do it. And um but it, it's a tough world. And let me go back to why I even said that. He was a great talent to work with, I didn't have to. I'm not going to say that everybody who I dealt with was all good because they were not all good. And I'll be honest with you about that. Um, but he was, in fact, a very, very good talent. Um, um, didn't mind teaching. Didn't mind sharing. Didn't mind, you know, moving. You know, say okay. Well, not that he had to move aside, but he'd bring you up along and say, okay, well, you know, this is my manager. That that kind of thing. You know. Uh, you know, uh, 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 I, I I don't want to use bad language, but he, he would he wouldn't crap on you. There are some people there are some people who would crap on you, uh, but he wasn't one of those. Uh, and um and I miss him, and I'm glad I had the opportunity to work with him. Awesome.
2: Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, we're uh our time is just about up here. Uh, our next guest is coming on, uh, uh, who has a connection with uh, the British Bulldog. It's uh, actually Michelle Billington. Uh, her her ex-husband was tag team Champions with the British Bulldog The Dynamite Kid And uh, she Oh yeah We do appreciate you Taking time out of your busy schedule I'll go ahead and uh, text you the, uh, the address where to send that And uh, then you can uh, text me The address where to send the action figure I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule And uh, we'll let you get back to uh, Suing people
5: Hey, hey, hey! I do it like no other. Hey, I really appreciate y'all not forgetting about Clarence Mason, and I wish you all well on your show and continued success, all right? Thank you, sir.
2: Appreciate it.
5: You take care. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Clarence
2: Mason, ladies and gentlemen. The attorney for this yeah,
5: He was an awesome dude.
2: All right. I was,
0: listening out. To, I was listening
2: to some of that. I'll tell you what, are you, guys, uh, you guys can chat a little bit. I'm going to try and get our next guest
0: on, right? Oh, that's right, because um, we got to call them, right?
2: Yeah, right.
3: So, here,
0: guys. no problem. Um, so, yeah, Granny, I was thinking of this. Um, the WWE Hall of Fame, is it, at this point, do you feel like it's been tainted a little bit because they've got, you know, they're putting in Kid Rock and Snoop Dogg and, those guys, I mean, you know, and wrestlers who we think are, you know, um, you know, wrestlers who we don't think are quite as good are getting inducted just because, you know, it's kind of like a Father Time thing, or or, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you think that the the WWE Hall of Fame is prestigious as football
3: or basketball? is?
1: Well, I mean, I've always enjoyed, you know, getting to see who the inductees are from year to year to year, you know, and everything, and I mean, yeah, I know they have the celebrity wing for the WWE Hall of Fame, and that's, you know, where Kid Rock and Snoop Dogg and all those big celebrities fall into place, you know, so Pete Rose. But i tell you, um, I really loved it when the Rock and Roll Express got inducted. I have been a huge fan of Richie and Robert for over the years, and I mean, I've gotten – actually have gotten to meet them on about three different occasions, and I love the Rock and Roll Express, so I was really happy when they got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Okay. And hey, I actually hey, – what's up? Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: I, I didn't mean to cut
2: that off. I'll let you finish your thought. Uh, oh, that's uh, fine. And doing next guest. Uh, I do have our next guest on, and uh, I'm ready I to do – Icon doing his best as as Kanye as as West
0: impression.
1: Icon's over here. I'm going to let okay. you
0: finish, but, you know, we have a guest <laughs> on. No, it's cool. I I got you. Uh, Granted, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll pick this up. We'll pick this up after this, guys. Oh, that's
1: fine.
2: That's fine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she is the second combatant of the night. She is not only the greatest spouse in the history of wrestling from Canada, she's also the greatest teacher in the history of Canada she is Teacher of the Year, 27 years running. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you Michelle Billington. Hey, Michelle, good. how are you?
7: I am pretty good. That was real awesome, sauce. <laughs> As I would tell my students, that was an awesome uh, intro. I don't know if I can live up to it, though.
2: Well, we'll 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 work we'll work we'll work on it. Uh, that okay. Was, uh, we, Now that we've introduced you, uh, what we'd like to do is uh, we'd like to have our guests uh, tell us a little bit about themselves, and we ask them some questions. So if you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our fans, and then we'll uh, ask you some questions.
7: Well, I am Michelle Billington. I was married to the Dynamite Kid, uh, the one half of the British Bulldogs, and we had three children together, and I remarried, and... Had a set of twins, and then uh sure, and now I've been teaching for twenty years, not twenty seven but I guess we're lifelong teachers and students um, but now I'm teaching kindergarten, and I'm the librarian, so I'm pretty excited I've taught every grade oh. from grade twelve, and this year I was <laughs> so frightened to teach kindergarten because i I look at those ladies and them and gentlemen, and i'm like it's exhausting. It's like can you imagine having a birthday party every 2 hours?
3: Oh. And if man. the
7: clown doesn't show up, if the clown doesn't show up, look out. You better you Come better on. have your wits about you. Anyway, so they're, they're so cute. They have their baby fat and they're they're just so sweet and they're complete blank canvases. I've never experienced such a, you know, intrinsic worth in being a, a teacher as kindergarten cuz like I can hear them talking like me, and that's inappropriate. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's really great. And, and they uh, can go home to their
2: parents, which is great. Right. And <laughs> uh, for uh, for those of us who are listening, uh, I also believe that you have a, a pretty famous sister, if I'm not mistaken. She's a, a, a New York uh, uh, bestseller. Um if I'm not yeah,
7: mistaken. she's yeah, she's uh, Julie Hart. She's uh, three years older than I am, and she m- met and started dating Brett Hart. And then when I was sixteen, I we were from Regina, Saskatchewan. She moved out to Calgary to be with Brett, and then I transplanted myself, followed her out here, and uh, stayed with her and brett And then that's how I met the Dynamite Kid. Uh, well. There- I had to return a vacuum is what I had to do because <laughs> Wayne Hart lived with, Wayne Hart lived with uh, Dynamite. I didn't know that, but uh, Brett was like, oh, uh, Wayne wants to borrow this vacuum, so I took it over there, and I couldn't believe the Dynamite kid was in the living room. You That's didn't how know I that? met him. Pardon me? You, you didn't know that? No, it was all like kayfabe. You know, it was all... Uh, you know, I wasn't wise to the business till you know, probably six months into dating Tom. That's his That's name, awesome. Tom Billington. Yeah, they, they, uh, it was old school back then. And I, I, I find it disheartening because now, uh, maybe just, you know, the glory days or whatever. But when I go to wrestling and I see... And my daughter is a manager too. She's a dynamite doll and you know if she if she does something that's not old school, I just I get a, a little pain in my stomach and I'm like, you know, that is a part of the mystique of the business and you know the story that you're telling and you're suspending reality for a while for these people mm-hmm. and if you just walk out and have a beer with everybody, you, they, you know, you lose a bit of that. Right.
2: No, uh, I believe. So anyway, uh,
7: the, the boys kept us uh, k until they were sure that we're okay.
2: <laughs> now, if uh, if we can say her name, I think her name is Bronwyn or Bronwyn.
7: Yeah, it's uh, Bronwyn Jewel. Um, if you Jewell. were following her, yeah, okay. on Twitter. Or I,
2: yeah, You probably uh, will
7: I, never be able to spell it though. <laughs>
2: right, uh-huh. you know it is funny. I. Uh, uh, where I work at uh, from my real job, um, uh, I actually work with a gal named Bronwyn, and I'd never heard that name before. Now I've heard it twice, which is really interesting. And uh, hopefully, uh, uh, I'm going to try and find her on uh, uh, Instagram, and hopefully she can uh, join us. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, you'll I'll have
7: to give you that spelling because I, I, for whatever reason, wanted to be different when I, when I uh, spelt it, and it's. Uh it has an e on the end.
2: if well, you uh, if you want if you want to mention that to me, uh, and then I'll uh, try and find her. Then you can also let her sure. know how uh, cool is She's other
7: also on are. Twitter. She's also uh, at Dynamite Doll eighty four. You'll find oh. her on there too with Harry and Georgia and her cousins, her British um, bulldog cousins.
2: So when you uh, when you. Uh, uh, met Dynamite Kid and you, get, you guys started dating and you started getting married. I'm kind of curious, uh, what uh, what that was like when you told your mom that you're going to be marrying a wrestler too, like her older daughter did. Uh, did, did they're like?
7: Well, you know, you know, it wasn't like that. I I phoned my mom and said, "Yeah, mom, I got married a couple of days ago." It wasn't. It wasn't like I'm going to marry him. It's like I married him. So we eloped. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, and Brett and Julie, Brett and Julie were wet witnesses.
2: <laughs> you know,
7: I. And you know, know I... on the way, on the way to the courthouse, Tom was gonna punch out a, a homeless person, an inebriated, a homeless person, and Julie uh, says to this day that should have been, you know, the red flag. But I was like, you know, he was my my knight, my protector. I didn't see it as a a sign.
2: Well, that, you know, that is cool because the way I I pictured it until, until just now, the way I pictured it, it's like your wedding would be like you're in your nice wedding dress and uh, oh, you know no. you the tuxedo and then you have all the wrestlers on one half of the church and then you have your family on the other half of the church and they're all like going back and forth like WrestleMania and then no. your family's <laughs> like, like, what the heck is going
7: on? Well, you know, and even when he asked me to marry him, it wasn't even a... Uh a real question it was just sort of a statement it was like hey like he's like do you want to come to england to meet my parents and i'm like yeah sure you know i was 17 years old i was living with him at 16 and um going to england at 17 and he was you know once since we're over there we may as well get married and i was like yeah we may as well like that's and that's the way he asked me and that's the way i said yes like, we were both so young, and it's just ridiculous now when I think of it. And I have my own, uh, my twins are 17, and I can't imagine them doing what I was doing. Like, I was, you know, on my own at 16 and moving in with Brett and Julie. And, you know, just, I guess times were different back then. Like, people just grew up quicker, I guess. Right.
2: Well, you know, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, which is not a bad thing.
7: I mean No, no, no. Like you know, we had a, a wonderful life. Like it was uh maybe if what you heard in the media there was the negative aspects of it. But we also had a a very fantastic life too. Like we traveled and we got to meet such awesome people and and do things other people, you know, weren't privileged to do. So
2: So it wasn't you, all oh, bad. When uh you know, you're uh you know, you're um uh, that and my kid was one half of the British Bulldogs. Uh, was British Bulldog already married to Diana at the time, or did that happen afterwards? Well,
7: you know, when I so when I was living with Tom, um, he said his cousin was coming over and I his little cousin and I, I said, oh, uh, do you know him that well? And he goes, well, he was he was younger. He goes, you know, he was a kid when I was at home. And Tom, when he left home at uh, 18 years old, like, he didn't call home. He only called home to say, uh, like, now we have, you know, Facebook and we have uh, social media and we can immediately connect with our families. But, you know, making a long-distance call or, or writing a letter, those were things that were, you know, a big stretch for Tom, like, financially and just the effort even to write but um so yeah that was uh, it was different in those days so when he called home to say he was bringing me home his parents were shocked because they hadn't heard from him for a couple of years and then he called to say he was bringing a girl home well davy wow. yeah and when davy came over it was a couple of years after that and davy had grown up last time tom saw him he was just like 13 14 and then he was training with uh with Ted Bentley um, the person who trained Tom and Marty Jones and a lot of uh, famous English wrestlers, he always reminded me of the uh the guy on uh, in Rocky the oh, yeah. one who trained Rocky he just right. like that he had the little trilby and the little let him train you then, and he told me uh I'd rather see Tommy with was a girl than a gang of lads. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay, I guess that's a compliment, thank you. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Tom. Tom uh, never drank or smoked. Like when I met him, he he was a very, you know, health focused and oriented and
2: hard worker. And uh, you know, he was uh, you know the British Bulldogs back in the back in the day. Uh, you know, them and the Heart Foundation. I'm not just saying this because you're on the air with us, but they were always my favorite. Those uh, those two tag teams, you know, and. Had well, track. there
7: was something about that and any any not just them, but anybody that had worked at the Stampede Wrestling somehow that that just really turned out a real dynamic. Like I don't know, those the people gelled and <clears> they had this the way of telling the story and improvising in the ring and I don't know. It just all worked. They had this psychology down and I think uh, you know, they schooled each other. So if you watch those matches, even like Honky Tonk or anybody that worked in Stampede Wrestling and around in those days, that they all seem to gel together. So oh, and your, back uh, to Davey. Sorry, I forgot about the Davy boy thing. Ah, right. It's been a long go day.
6: Um,
7: but, yeah, so Diana saw the picture of him. So the, he, they sent a head shot and a, a full body shot. And she was carrying that picture around, and she showed me, and she's like, oh, look at look at uh, Tom's cousin. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, he looks kind of scrawny, like Tom was scrawny too when he came. And he was. Like, he was just a gangly little guy. Well, tall, taller than Tom, but, you know, gangly. He was He was still a teen. And she just fell in love with his picture. And so when he came, I think she was already in love with him. That is cool. It's cool, uh, isn't it? Yeah, being. Oh, and then you know, Tom said, "Don't date her. I don't want you dating the promoter's daughter. He's like that's bad for business." So he, well, you know.
6: Well, and then when I, I was dating,
7: when I was dating Tom, Brett told me, not to, get my hopes up or to date Tom because, he said Tom will use you, and hang you up like his wrestling boots. And I was like, "What? He's so sweet. Like we, we have tea. We play cards." Like he laughs, he tells me about his family. Like he was very sweet with me, and I don't think he ever had a girlfriend before. Right. I was like, I mean, he had women, but he didn't have a girlfriend, right. like a serious. I like this girl.
2: Well, you know, well, you, know you know, you mentioned like uh, you know, don't uh, date the boss's daughter. I mean, look, uh, look how look how well it's worked out for Triple H. You know. Yeah. <laughs> You know.
7: Worked out pretty good for him, didn't it? <laughs>
2: yeah, it did. Uh so yeah. in your in your whole life of wrestling, you know, your daughter's in the business and uh is she the only one of your uh children that's in the business?
7: Well my son Merrick, uh, he trained with Bruce Hart for a little while.
6: Uh-huh. And
2: he
7: yeah, and he was doing some some stuff with uh Brett's sons. But Tom always said you had to fail at everything before you became a wrestler, and he always said that as a joke. But then, um, when I look back at at, uh, at the the boys that I've seen come through the business, it was kind of like, you know, I, I'm not doing well with this or that. I don't like school. I don't want to run a business. I don't want a boss. But I'm, you know, I'm athletic. I'm smart. I I can talk. You know, I'm I have some charisma. I'm going to do wrestling. So, t- so, Merrick Merrick was going that w- route, and then when he was, he finally figured out that you know what I have a brain I I should use it,
6: and it, and if
7: that doesn't work out I will always have wrestling to fall back on it was always like a fallback thing. And so now yeah. he he's just graduating next week he's graduating from civil engineer, uh, at state. Well, so that's, I, that's I am
2: so good. proud of him. And he was—he—he he had to be head of his class because his mom's a teacher, right?
7: Well, you would think so, right? But a lot of my kids are like, "You just care because you're a teacher." And when I'd say, "You know, we have to do your homework," and they would like, "Stop, stop it!" And I'd be like, "This—this this isn't up to snuff," you know? And they're like, "We're handing it in like that." Like you're just—it almost worked the opposite. Because well, I was the, a teacher, they thought that's all
2: I cared about. Now, the school that uh, you're a teacher at—is it K through five, or is it different up in Canada where you're at?
7: Um, I'm at a, an arts school, so it's uh, arts. We teach through arts immersion, and the school I'm at, the campus I'm at, is K to grade three, and then my, our other campus is three to grade nine. So it's called a middle school. Sorry, four okay. to four to nine is a middle school. And so so now, here, our high school, our high school is ten to twelve, but we don't have a high school yet.
2: Okay. So now, um, as being a being a teacher, uh, do a lot of uh, students? Uh, I'm sure not current ones, but a lot of your former students, do they do they know your history, or is that something that you don't really talk about when you're in school?
7: I, you know, I don't talk about it, and and my name, Michelle Billington, is, is sort of obscure, and, and not unless you're a big fan from the 80s, would you even know uh, Tom Billington? Like, as you you would know Dynamite Kid, but you wouldn't know Tom Billington unless you're a real fanatic. But I do ha- still have people that, you know, they they recognize the name, and it's usually um, the parents, the parents of my students, and then they'll start YouTubing and, you know. Coming to school and asking me questions and but it it's not that uh it's not
2: that big of a ordeal,' like once well, a year maybe because i I know if it were me, of course this is just me. if I was in your class, I would do anything to get put in the corner so that uh I can get an autographed note sent home to my parents with your signature on it your yeah but fat. everything's email now
7: <laughs> everything's email <laughs> oh so there's no signature okay uh. <laughs> um, and we can't put them in the corner. We can't. We, can't. Well, we can say, you know, would you like to go for a walk? Do you need a break? Do you, do you want to sit over here? you need a tire? <laughs> Not like in our days when we used to get the strap and put them in the corner and no, we can't do that. Or... Apparently it's cruelty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently and uh you know uh Julie kind of uh told us uh, a story um about this, and we kind of i'd like to kind of have you kind of reiterate a little bit uh you know we we just had uh, Clarence Mason on you know he managed uh, the british bulldog and owen hart uh mm-hmm. for a time uh in uh from ninety five to ninety seven and uh anybody that has any connection to the owen uh the the hart family sorry uh has got to have an Owen Hart story, so I'm kind of curious what is your Owen Hart story?
7: Well, you told me there was uh grade five and grade six year olds listening to this um some of his stories he he was so funny, but sometimes he just went a little crazy um, okay okay i'll tell it I'll tell it uh, Go but, ahead. It's so funny, but Diana and her best friend Allison Hall went to Hawaii. They're just young girls, and you know, sixteen, just gorgeous, tall, beautiful Barbie doll suntan blondes. And uh-huh. Dean Hart was over there, and I don't know if you heard much about Dean.
2: I know Dean. But, yep.
7: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was—he's a bit of the trickster of the family, but uh, they were all staying in this condo and uh Keith Hart was there with his uh girlfriend and she was a bit of a she, a bit of a blue blood like she came from uh, money and she's of you know she's a bit hoity toity and uh little prissy you know she uh-huh. liked her stuff and uh the girls were more like you know they they don't pick up after themselves they're they're young teenagers you know they're just thinking about the beach and the sun so somebody left their panties in the bathroom, and Owen put peanut butter in them. And oh. those women, yeah, those women, like, every day they went in there, and they were like, oh, my gosh, her panties are still there. And they'd come back out, and they'd be like, can you believe, like, Leslie left her panties there? And, you know, all the brothers can see. And nobody, like, the girls don't know that the boys know what those panties are all about. They're right. having but the girls are ready to kill each other. And he left him <laughs> in there for two weeks.
2: Oh these my peanut God. butter panties. Oh my man. That's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: classic Owen Hart.
2: Um I'll tell you. Um, and he
7: never he just let he just let it go. Like it's not like he's gonna like say, oh, okay, okay, you you girls stop it and stop because it it really bred the you know breeds uh, tension and resentment and oh well, you Never know, did I will, get along.
2: yeah, I will admit uh, that's uh, that's not as tame as the story that your sister told us. But uh, I want to I want to refresh your memory on this story, see if you remember. You probably, I'm sure you will, but I'll I'll refresh your memory. Uh, when you first met Stu Hart, uh, we were told that Owen had told Stu that you had said that a karate guy could beat a wrestling guy. Do you do you know which one I'm where what I'm referring to. Yeah. Now, uh, and uh, Stu kind of scowled at you because you said that. Is that true?
7: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, people, uh, they did that. It was like the Sunday dinners. It was like going up to the Kennedy's, uh, you know, to the Kennedy's house and just the newest person, they knew that you were on, you know, Alert and and you're just minding your p's and q's and you just didn't want to say anything incorrectly.
5: So yeah, uh, I
2: did it. I'll tell you what that must have been some the Sunday dinners. I I've heard a lot of those. And if we you know if we had more time, uh, you know we'd have you tell us more about those. Um, you know because I know that you're. Well, the I remember the
7: there. big Red Miller. You I don't know if you guys know who he was, but he was for Stampede Wrestling, but. He had a bit of a crush on me, and he took my fork. And, you know, Mrs. Hart had all the the arrangement just perfect with all the different cutlery and the the glasses, and he hid my fork. And I was just mortified. When I looked down and I was waiting for, you know, I know, like, okay, you don't start until the hostess uh, begins to eat. And then I I couldn't begin to eat because my fork was gone, and I was just panicking. I didn't want to, like say oh excuse me but grammy got bless her she's like oh what's wrong darling and i was like oh grammy my fork is gone and she goes well, you can have mine darling i'm like no it's okay she's like you have mine darling and then she looked and she goes did you take her fork and he's like yes <laughs> i did and he he gave it to her but she was the greatest lady like helen, um, helen, yeah I, we were raised, yeah helen we were raised in uh, regina and you know, I was the middle of eight uh, siblings, and even my own children say, Mom, how come you didn't teach us any manners? And I'm like, well, if I ever took you to a restaurant, I was going to teach you some manners. But, you know, school <laughs> teach you manners. It's, it's like, no, we didn't, we had a, you know, kill or be killed kind of mentality with a, a family of, you know, eight, right?
3: Right, it's yeah. It's like
7: snooze, you lose, and, you know, you grab that last piece of bologna, and, but it, when I went up uh, to Stu's, I was like, oh, my, this, this lady is so classy. And, and she really was. You know, she was so gracious. Like She never made you feel like you didn't have manners. And she made you feel like whatever you did was just fine. You know, if you're eating with your fingers, she'll eat with her fingers, too. Like, she was such a wonderful
2: woman. Yeah. And Very I'll funny, what, too. I You know, I've heard so many stories about that. I would have I would have given my right and left arm to uh, experience one of those Sunday dinners, you know. Um, we have a, we have a few more minutes here with you. Uh, one thing that we like to do is have all our guests do a little uh, promo liner for us, and uh, we'll have you do that. Then we'll ask you a few more questions, and we'll uh, let you go back and grade papers. Uh, so basically, the way it works is: uh, Hey, uh, you're listening to Michelle Billington. Uh, you're listening to the Attitude Air Live with the Icon the big swing. And okay, great. okay. That's a lot to say. So, uh
7: you want me to say all of that?
2: Well, if if you can. I mean,
7: well yeah. <laughs> You need to slow down I'm for. I'm I I also a ring announcer <laughs> and I I write things down and then I can say them because I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist.
2: Well, well if,
3: you,
7: if you want me just to wing
2: it? Well, whatever you want to do. If you want to write it down, you can you would not be the first guest that ever wrote it down. If you want to write it down, you can. Uh or you can wait. Well, I'm
7: gonna to have to write it down.
2: Okay, all right.
7: That's what a perfectionist does. Okay.
2: And, and wonderful <laughs> and I and uh we love you. We do.
7: Okay, thanks.
2: All right. Yeah, well I'll tell you what, it's it's taking me what? 11 months to finally get you on the show, which uh, I, I'm very persistent. When I want something, I go after it. And uh, Yeah,
7: good for you. Yeah, that's that's the way to be in this world.
2: And, and after reading your sister's book, she gave me the drive to always do whatever I wanted to do and do me the best of what I do. Never quit. Never give up. Your sister taught me that. Yeah.
7: Well, I, you know, my sister Julie is the rock of our family. Um She's just whenever if if we're ever down or we need somebody, she is there. Like uh, I lost my partner in uh, 2007, and I just remember every day, just waking up every day to a, a nightmare. And like like I've been through a lot in my life, but this at this time in my life, I really felt that this was my happy ending. And then all of a sudden, he just died. He fainted, hit his head, and he's dead. You know, oh, no. like 24 hours later, I'm just donating his organs. Like, how does this happen? Like, why, God, why? So, you know, who came to me every day and just sat there and listened and held my hand and, brought, and held my hand and brought me a coffee? My Julie sister did. Julie, Julie yep. did, and it was it was a year. <clears throat> like, I stayed on a stinky chair the kids called it, and just cried on a chair, a big comfortable chair. It was like a big circular one for nine months. For nine months I'm 5'10 I went down to 114 pounds And my sister came every day And I I, You know When I think back on it now I'd be like Jeez That must have been such a burden But she never 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 made me feel that way Like she was there for me
2: And uh, you also uh, You also helped her With her books. She told us that
7: Yeah I actually um, I took her writing And my writing And I I merged it together So I actually have uh, the other half, so you know wh- what you read of hers, and she had way more than that. They just, uh, I don't, they just cut it way down, but um, it's still it was very succinct and, and and powerful and moving. I I felt, and uh, I have the other half of that. I have my version. I have when she when all that was happening with her and Brett. I, I have the Dynamite Kid and Michelle story. I have so, the two uh,
2: sisters. Is, is, is that book going to be coming out? Are we going to be seeing a book uh, from Michelle Billington coming
7: out? You know, if I could just finish those last couple of chapters. I have, like, two chapters. And then I thought maybe I would just, uh, my partner was telling me that I should just put, like, a chapter at a time on, that you can publish a chapter at a time. And I was like, hey, that sounds perfect. But who knows? Well, it's I'd, rather do, I'd rather write the screenplay
2: is what I'd like to right. do. Well, here here's what we'd like to do if you if you do decide that uh, you know you're gonna put the book out and you, know, you want to promote it or you want to do the screenplay or anything uh, we would like you to come back on the show and we would like you to talk about the book or the screenplay and also if you need uh, a stunt double someone to uh, bring you water someone to carry <clears throat> your bags uh, someone to uh, make the the T V dinners, you call me, I'll be oh. right.
7: Oh, you're so helpful.
2: Well
7: Okay, so- what is this stuff you wanted me to say?
2: Okay. Uh so you'll say, Hey, uh, this is Michelle Billington. Yeah. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live.
7: You're listening to the Attitude Era Live?
2: Attitude Era Live.
7: To <laughs> see? That's why we have to write it down. Yeah. Okay.
2: Attitude Air Live with the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Holster. The Icon.
7: Okay, the Icon, the Big Swing.
2: And Granny Holster. Benny. Granny.
7: Granny.
1: G-R-A-N-Y. Granny. Granny Holster. Granny Holster. That's kind of a nickname I have because I'm a huge wrestling fan. Yeah, she's a... I'm you sorry,
7: Randy. Pretty- I don't. Uh, no disrespect. No disrespect. I'm just a little uh no, that's kid okay. teacher but up I'll in Canada. Okay. I,
1: I was a yeah, big she- fan of the British Bulldogs back in the day. I mean, they were like one of my favorite tag teams. I love the British Bulldogs, and and I love yeah. Matilda because I love dogs, and I love and I love English bulldogs, anyways, and I love Ma- Matilda was like I loved Matilda.
2: And,
7: I uh, was,
1: like, watching uh, Matilda walk to the ring with him.
7: And, and you know, there was a couple of different Matildas. Right. Really? Was, yeah. If you notice, the first Matilda
2: was it was an older one, and then they replaced her.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and well, you I know, don't... in case you're wondering, a minute point, Granny's sitting to your left, Big Swing is in front of you, and the icon's to your right. <laughs> Okay Okay. So what I'll do is I'll count you down from five And then we'll, if we have to do a couple things We'll do that and then we'll ask you a few more questions And we'll uh, let you go back to Preparing your lesson for tomorrow All right, ready? Here we go Five, four, three, two, one
7: Hey, it's Michelle Billington And you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the icon The Big Swing and Ranny Hulkster
2: Perfect how was that?
7: We've,
2: yeah, that's perfect. We will use that.
7: Okay, see, I had to write it down.
2: Uh, there you go. I like it. It's awesome. <laughs> so, All uh, right, if, guys. Uh, so uh, real quick here before we let you go, if um, if our fans wanted to uh, catch up to you and uh, keep in touch with you, do you have a Facebook? Do you have a Twitter? Uh, do you have anything you want to promote uh, that you can tell us about? And then uh, we'll let you promote whatever you want to promote.
7: Sure, I have an Instagram and a Twitter, and it's at mbillington5. That five is the five children that I have. And if you want to follow my daughter, it's at Bronwyn Jewel on Instagram. And you can also find her on Twitter at dynamitedoll84.
2: Okay. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule uh, to join us. You have been most awesome. And uh, if we haven't uh, scared you away too much, uh, we'd love to have you back on again at some point. Uh, you know, when you're ready to publish the book or do the screenplay, we'd uh, love to have you on with us. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. Well,
7: and then maybe uh, Bronwyn will come on
2: too one night. For All you. right. Well, I'll tell you what. If you uh, if you could send me her uh, her name, or if you, uh, you have my number. Uh, if you want if you want to pass it to her or whatever, uh, I'd love to have her on. That'd be great.
7: Okay. And maybe she can bring some some peeps with her.
2: Sounds good to me. Harry, have you had Harry on? Uh, I've been trying to get him. I I have not been able to get him. Uh, well, it would be
7: nice to have Harry and Brownen together.
2: Yeah, yeah, if you I'll tell you what, if you can raise it for me, pass my number to them, I would appreciate it. Uh, uh I'm sure you know a good friend of the show's, Don Johnson? Yes. Yeah, he uh uh he's uh been uh he got us a couple of uh you no, know, he got us Ross Hart, and uh, he got us Bruce Hart. But uh, I've never been able to get—I I would love to get your daughter and Harry. That would be awesome if you could pass uh, my number to them. I would be grateful.
7: Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, work on that for you.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you, Diane. Uh, Diane, she's Michelle. <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's okay. They—they they, uh, call us Diana, Diana, and Michelle. They mix us up because they—they they say we look the same. Our sisters. I take it as a compliment. And, and
2: you're and you're just so beautiful too. That's what. Oh, thank you, thank you right, so much. All right,
1: thanks, Michelle. Have a great night. Okay, bye thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. That was awesome. That
0: What'd was a think? great interview. I loved it. She was a sweetheart. Yeah. So I kind of I was I was asking, well, I was asking uh, and just because I know we're gonna have another guest come on here in just a couple of minutes, so I, I kind of wanted to get your take on this too. I was talking to. Uh, Grady, uh in between the guests there and um she I uh, was asking if she thinks that the WWE Hall of Fame has the same sort of clout or merit or prestige that, you know, the football, basketball, baseball Hall of Fames have simply because of all the, you know, the the celebrities that they put in or the wrestlers that they put in basically just because they're old and not because they really deserve it. So I mean, do you, do you think that the WWE Hall of Fame is kind of a joke, or do you think it's still kind of an honor to get put in there?
6: Well,
2: in a way, it is kind of uh, – well, you know, the whole deal with Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame, you know that's a direct shot at Major League Baseball. You know that. You guys there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Okay.
2: Um, yeah, well, him being in the Hall of Fame, that's a direct shot at Major League Baseball is what it is. I mean, Pete Rose is a legendary ball player, and I don't care what anybody says, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, at least as a ball player. As a manager, that's when he got thats when he got in trouble. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of guys, and I, I don't want to get off on this tangent, but there's a lot of guys that deserve to be in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Roger Maris, Roy Wills, Pete Rose, I could name others. But they deserve to be in there and that's that's just the way it is. So anyway, so uh we're gonna be having uh Well Pete Rose is in though, right? What's that? Pete yeah. Rose is in WWE. W- no, Pete so.
0: Rose is in the WWE Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, but he's not... I believe, isn't he?
0: Thing, oh, no, That's of course not, but at least he made something, yeah. But, anyways, um, last guest is on here, Icon. I'm, you know, switching back and forth and doing some things, and I'll pop in when I can, but I will let you do the thing you do so well. <laughs> yeah. All right,
2: ladies and gentlemen, our final combatant of the night is stepping out of the green room and coming down the aisle. He is the masked man... That everybody fears in the history of wrestling Without further ado We've been trying to get this done for several months He is the one He is the only He is Dr. X Hey Doc, how are you?
4: All right, Icon, how are you doing tonight?
2: Good, good to see you Uh, Now should we refer to you as Dr. X Or can we reveal your real name Or would you just want to say it's Dr. X?
4: Uh, Let's just say Dr. X.
2: Dr. X, okay. So now that I've introduced you, what we like to do is we like to have our guests kind of uh, uh, tell us a little bit about themselves and we ask some questions. So uh, go ahead, introduce yourself to our vast variety of fans.
4: Well, I'm Dr. X. I've been wrestling since uh, 1972. I've been trained by uh, Bern Gagne. Ole Anderson, Pistol Pez Wiley, Sarge from State Patrol or WCW at the power plant. Jerry Jarrett, Smoky Mount Wrestling, and Knock Up, and All Japan Wrestling. And I wrestled here in Florida. Been in the business for about 45 years. I just retired this year. Going to call it quits a little bit and save my health.
2: Now, uh, when you, uh, wrestled, uh, were you a, uh, heel? Were you a baby face or were you an in-betweeny?
4: Well, it appears sometime there I was the in-betweeny there. You know, I got booze and I got, uh, uh, claps. But mainly I was a heel.
2: And, uh, Granny Honkster, uh, she just loves our heels and she, I know she's got some questions
4: for you.
6: Um,
2: but uh when you were uh when you were uh in the business, um what would you say was your uh favorite rivalry that you had when you were in the business?
4: Well like I say I've wrestled uh quite a few uh well known names going back to seventy two with you know Andre the Giant, I wrestled Andre, I teamed up with Andre. Um, the rest of Hulk Hogan, Ray the Crippler Stevens, Harley Race, Nick Bockwinkle, Greg Valentine, you know, the list goes on and on. And
2: uh, some, I guess, would say it'd be better. it's better to team with Andre than wrestle Andre, is that correct?
4: Yes, sir, that's for sure. Yeah. Andre was oh about God. 7'4", 7'4", 500 and some pounds. Big man, big man. Uh-huh. Did uh,
2: did he ever body slam you or uh, uh, do any
4: uh, uh,
2: gorilla presses on you or anything like that?
4: Well, when I went against him, yes, sir, yeah, he he got a hold of me with his big mitt, <laughs>
2: and uh, when uh, he would land on you, it was memorable.
4: Well, you never you never did forget it. <laughs>
2: no. When you uh you started in uh seventy two and uh you uh your first uh your first territory was the NWA, is that right?
4: Um, yeah, NWA uh Bern Ganya's territory. Uh, then I went to uh all Japan wrestling and I went to uh uh power plant in for a WCW, uh, and wrestled for them for about five, six years, and, you know, hit the pretty yeah,
2: When you, for, uh, what, when you were at the uh, when you were at the WCW, uh, was was it uh, was Eric Bischoff the promoter at the time, or who was the promoter, or was it Dusty Rhodes at the time?
4: No, Eric Bischoff was. It was
2: Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Now, I I'm just kind of curious. What is it what was it like working for and with Eric?
4: Oh, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh most of my time was spent at uh, uh Center Stage there in Atlanta, Georgia. And I did so, I did a couple uh shows there in uh, Panama City, uh Beach, Florida.
2: Now you mentioned uh you know, you worked uh, at the power plant. Uh you uh you uh so you got to train many wrestlers too then, right?
4: Uh you could say I try to look after the the young ones. But like I say I got uh you know, I was pretty well trained, but when you went with uh you know, W C W it's just like, you know, starting all over again. Like I say, they had their uh, set of rules and, and the way they wanted stuff done, and like I say, the the training with uh, Ole Anderson and Peps uh was a tremendous experience for me, even though I was a a veteran.
2: So even uh, you know they so basically everybody got treated equally, whether they were just starting out or whether they were uh, a veteran. Everybody was basically on the same level playing field, right? Pretty
4: much, pretty much, yes.
2: Now, did you uh, did you uh, get ever,
4: ever No, I met him a couple of times, but uh, never did uh, wrestle him. Uh,
6: my
4: my main few people that I really uh, wrestled with uh, through my career was pretty much all the uh, Armstrongs, um, Rocky Johnson, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton.
1: No oh, from like. the
4: Rock and Roll Express, right?
1: Rock and Roll Express,
4: yeah. my one
1: of my favorite tag teams. So uh, that so was I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm doctor, not going to say. Yeah, Doctor. I'm not
4: going to uh, say
2: so I, know I know that uh, she's got some. Uh, that was Granny Holster. I know that she's got some questions for you. So, uh, Granny, if you want to go ahead and ask, go ahead.
1: Well, um, who was your most, I guess? Toughest opponent or most challenging match? I know there's probably several that you've had throughout your career.
4: I would say uh, in the uh, late uh, 80s, uh, I got a win over Hulk Hogan. I think that was uh, uh, my biggest match. And then I had, you know, title shots with... uh, uh, Tom Think, Z Man, WCW, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. IRS. That's one of my favorites. Thing.
1: Well, well we I tell you, I'm old, I, I'm old school wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan. I mean, I'm 55 years old, and I've been a wrestling fan ever since I've been. I, I mean, I've watched Harley Race, I've watched Great Valentine, I've met the Rock and Roll Express on a few different occasions, and. My my nickname, Granny Hulkster. I was actually given that name by a coworker of mine because I love wrestling. So I had a friend make me a T-shirt. Said, "What you gonna do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you?" And I started wearing it to all these independent shows that I went to here in Arkansas. And to this day, I am still Granny Hulkster. And I have, I mean, I've met people like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Tommy Dreamer. I mean, just. The list goes on, and I'm a huge fan. And when it comes to the heels, oh, I love giving the heels lots of grief. I mean, I boo them. Cool. I I have been handcuffed to a manager at a wrestling show. I mean, whatever they ask Granny to do, if it's something I can do, I I love to oblige to help make the show more entertaining for the fans. And I'm not even a wrestler, though I'm just a fan. Even though I've been threatened to
4: been thrown in the ring a few times. Well, that's that's good. Yeah, I learned uh, to love wrestling there. Uh, My parents used to take me uh, when I was a little boy there to uh, in Racine, Wisconsin, where I grew up. Down there at the lakefront there, that's when you had, uh, you know, you had Bern Gagne, you had uh, Wilbur Schneider and uh, the Brunetti brothers and uh, Several uh, of them, you know, the name slips my hand. But uh, she was always getting us kicked out. She she was always uh, taking a, and um, she's passed away, you know, bless her heart, but she loved that wrestling and she took it serious and she used to jab the little pins uh, in the heels, uh, butt. (laughs) <laughs> and they took, they, they'd kick us out of there. And like I say, that, that's what got me interested uh, uh, in in wrestling. And like I say, whether the people loved me or hated me uh, for almost 45 years, you know, I gave it all I had. And uh,
1: Well, I guarantee still- I would have probably had a lot of fun giving you lots of grief, sir, because it's a true honor to getting to talk to somebody like you that has been a part of this wonderful business for all these years, for all those years. I mean, I remember a show that I went to in Fort Smith, Arkansas, Tommy dreamer used my full up cane on, on Matt Riviera during the match. (laughs) I mean, it was for traditional championship wrestling. And I love, I mean, I I love helping it make fun for the fan, you know, for the fans. I mean, they tell me, they tell me to sit down and shut up. And they tell me, they say, well, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I told one of the wrestlers one time, I said, no, baby, I got the keys to the building. I pulled my car <laughs> out of my purse. I said, I got the keys to the building.
4: You got the keys to the building, huh? Eh?
1: That's right. A, That's
4: right. I'm in a pretty good area right now. Uh, I've had uh, several matches uh, in the last year with, uh, uh, you remember the, the Wild Samoans? Mm-hmm. Twelve or fourteen time, you know, tag team champions with WWF.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, Seek I and sure I do. we go we go way back. He's down here uh, living in Pensacola, Florida, and I live in uh, Crestview, Florida. We've been going back and forth uh, you know, for the last uh two or three years.
2: Um when you uh when you wrestled uh Every every good wrestler has a has a finisher.
4: What was your finisher? Well mine was uh called the X Factor. It's like the move that uh Triple H uses. Oh, kinda of like uh kinda of like
2: uh, like his uh pedigree?
4: Yes, it's like the pedigree, but you know, mine was the X Factor. And I also and used you- uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I also used uh, big four leg left. All right.
2: So basically, Triple H stole your move
4: then, because you did it better. Well, I did it better, yes. But you know, he made Definitely. he made he made more money doing it.
2: Well, he al- he also married the boss's daughter too, which kind of helped. <laughs> yeah.
4: No comments. No. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Now uh now did you uh did you work for uh either Vince McMahon Senior, Vince McMahon Jr. or did you work with both?
4: No, I didn't work with uh either one of them.
3: Uh, oh, okay.
4: I've got a I've got a good friend in the business now, uh Jinder Mahal.
6: And oh, you're he was with
4: Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. We were trying to work uh together there to uh Get me as his uh, manager when uh, they recall him as WWE, and I thought I pretty much had the the job there, but then they kind of changed uh, the storylines on me and went with uh, uh, these guys from uh, you know India because he is you know from India. The Singh brothers. Yeah, and they got brought them in instead of me, so that kind of left me. A, out you know, to hang. Well,
3: out. that's not fair. That, that's just the way the business I
4: is. Well, I would have been like to been there too, but you know, that's just the way well, the is business there, is. Is is there?
2: Uh, you know, is there? You know, you know, because you know the WWE. You know they have. Uh, you know they have. Uh, you know they have the Hall of Fame. They put wrestlers from all walks of life in there and everything. If they um, if they called you and said that we want to put you in the Hall of Fame, is that something that uh, you'd uh, go for, obviously, or would you rather just pass on it, not
4: want to? I would rather I would rather just uh, pass on it myself. That's just me. Uh, You know, they you got entertainers in the Hall of Fame, and most of the wrestlers in the Hall of Fame had. Work for WWF or WWE at one time or another. Uh, the only one that I can recall uh, so far that did was uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong. Right. But just the Armstrong name in itself carries, you know, worldwide.
2: Right. You know, and they, and, you know, they have Goldberg in there, and they have DDP in there, and. You know, of course, those guys spend most of their careers with, you know, WCW like yourself, you know. Yeah. Now, do you, um, uh, do you, you know, you mentioned that you recently retired. Now, you still make uh, appearances every now and then, don't you?
4: Yeah, I'll do, uh, you know, legend matches or, you know, a meet and greet if uh, call in and, and the money's right, you know. And, uh, no. speaking of,
2: uh, speaking of that, uh, by the way, and I was going to thank you. I did get your pictures today. I appreciate that.
4: All right. No problem.
2: All right. And I know that the, uh, the kids will be happy about that, uh, come December time. Um, so if, um, one thing that we uh, always uh, have our uh, guests do is we have them cut a little liner promo for us and, uh, we're, we'll have you do that. So basically, I mean, uh, Everybody seems to either want to write it it down or they wing it. But basically, uh, you'll say uh, your name. This is Dr. X. Uh, You're listening to The Attitude Era Live with the icon, the big swing, and Grand Hulkster. Then you can say whatever else you want. And then uh, I'll count you down from five seconds. And then if we have to do a couple takes, we can do that.
4: You want me to write that down? Well, if you want to, or you can just wing it. It's up to you. Uh, if my memory's not my memory's not all that good to wing it.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, you're you're bigger than me and you can crush me so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what don't why don't me, you repeat I never I don't want to get on the, the wrong side of Doctor X, I know.
1: <laughs> no you don't, <laughs> yeah. Icon, because he might put you in a headlock and body slam you. He might well, put the, headlock, the X factor I'll... on he might put the X factor on the icon.
2: Well no he well no what he would do is he'd put the X factor then he'd put me in a figure four leg lock that's what he would do. <laughs> well
1: yeah that too I mean you just better you now, better we, watch yourself there icon.
4: <laughs> we just we just stretch him a little bit.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be awesome anyway uh, so
2: yeah so if you want me to just go ahead and if you want to write it down you can and then we'll just have you do the
4: the promo it. Okay I'll write it down go ahead and shoot. Me. Uh,
2: okay uh, you'll say your name.
4: All, All right, right Doctor. Yeah, you're
2: you, you listening to the Attitude Era Live.
4: I'm listening to the Attitude Era. Live. Era. Era.
2: E R A. Live.
4: Attitude With Era. Live. Yep. Live.
2: With, uh, With the icon. Okay. The big swing. The and big swing. Randy Altshire.
4: The big swing. And Granny
1: Granny Hulkster, Hulk. just like Hulk Hogan, Hulkster, H U L K S T E R.
4: Now you know you know I beat him, don't you?
1: Yeah, I know you yeah. did, and that's okay. That's okay. You know, like I said, this I, was just a nickname that was given to me probably about fifteen years ago and
4: I cheated but I beat him.
1: Well, you know, yeah. hey, it's only as the old saying goes, I know many heels in the business, and they say it's only cheating <laughs> if you get caught. So, get you know, caught, apparently That's you stupid. must have not, apparently you must have not got caught.
4: No, my black, my brass knuckles does wonders.
1: Oh, yes. I, I have a few independent wrestling friends who like to bring out brass knuckles to the ring. Matter of fact, I, I have a friend <laughs> in Oklahoma. That does independent wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer called wrestling for a cause. And they have a little group of them that they call the villains. And their one guy, Alex Royal, he likes to bring brass knuckles to the ring. He's the one what that's always the- teasing me about getting have having a curfew at the nursing home, you know, so
4: Yeah, I, I never went no place without my brass knuckles. Well, so you did
1: which is another reason why I would never
2: mess with you. <laughs> 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 All right. so, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll count you down, and then if you're ready, we'll we'll give it a shot. Like I say, we had to do a couple of days so we can do that. All right. All right, ready? Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one.
4: Yeah, this is Dr. X. We're listening to the Attitude Era live with the icon, the Big Swing and ready Hulkster.
2: Awesome. You you can't you that can't beat this awesome. one take. fantastic. Everybody's been doing a one take today. Uh so um of all the um of all the arenas that you wrestled in in your career, what was uh what was the biggest what was your favorite place to wrestle? Whether it be here or New Japan or wherever.
4: I I liked uh, Chicago. And I liked uh, uh, Atlanta. uh
5: And
2: did you um, when you were with uh, WCW, did you ever were you ever on Monday night? Were you on Monday Nitro? Or were you always on a Saturday show, or both?
4: No, I was on uh, Monday Night Nitro. Uh, matter of fact, that was that was my last show. I think it was in '96 or '97. Uh, we were at uh, uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh, right. Doing a televised show there, Uh, I was with uh, I wrestled uh, El Gante.
2: Oh, who uh, who uh, in the WWE I believe was uh, Giant Gonzalez, right?
4: Yeah, he was Giant Gonzalez. Yeah,
2: yeah, he uh, he recently passed away. I think didn't he? Yes. Yeah, that was was, a. he was a big big guy. He was, and uh, he was. you know, it seems like uh, you you like taking on all the big guys. Andre the Giant, El Gigante. Uh, did you ever face the Giant, uh, uh, Paul White?
4: Well, not not officially. Uh, Paul White and I we got together there uh, in uh, Kuwait in two thousand three. Uh, he was having trouble with his visa, and he stayed over and uh him and I had a uh match there for the army service uh personnel. I was over there on a the, uh private contract security and uh I heard he had problems and was staying over until he could get it situated and I went to uh the uh army uh personnel there that puts on the shows and all that and and asked him if we could put on an exhibition, and he granted that, and we had about a a two minute three minute match there in a boxing ring, and if people ever tried to wrestle in a boxing ring, they know <laughs> what it's like
2: uh, now, and I was uh,
4: under-
2: what are the difference in dimensions?
4: That, the Mexicans ever say is just that there's no there's no give, you know, in a boxing ring, you know, compared to the wrestling ring. You get bodies slammed in a in a in a boxing ring, you're gonna feel it. You're definitely gonna feel it. Of course you you know, you feel it in a wrestling ring, but wrestling ring go ahead and give a little bit. But boxing rings, uh, they don't. And he was fixing to pick me up with a choke slam. And I kind of wiggled down and slithered out of the ring and looked back at him and motioned, you know, I'll heck with you. And I walked (laughs) on, listening to all the booze because, of course, they were, were, uh, you know, for him. Right, And I'm going to say that, that's, that's the only time.
2: What, um, you know, uh, everybody knows that, uh, or most of our listeners know that, uh, that follow your career as Dr. X. Uh, now you, you, all you have always wrestled wearing a mask and your mask has color has changed over the years. Uh, is that uh, just going with the times, or do you just wanted a different
4: feel? Guess, or
2: is there yeah. a significance of different colors in your mask that you wore over the
4: your career? It's just uh, uh, you know different uh, you know different areas that I you know want to wrestle and a variety uh, you know right now I've got probably around 10, 12 different masks.
2: My uh, my favorite mask that uh, you ever wore um, was the um, was the white mask with the uh, with the black around the face and the eyes and the nose and the mouth with the the big black X right in the center of your forehead. That is correct. Yeah, that was uh, that's probably my all time favorite. Now. Uh, when you uh, when you decided to uh, do don the mask was that uh, was that something that you always wanted to do or when you first started out they said well we should have you wear a mask uh, how
4: how did that all come about well I always wanted to and uh, you know when I got trained by you know Bern you know that's how I started out uh, I wore that mask you know to get used to the heat. Uh, perspiration, you know, uh, because uh, he said that, you know, you need to get used to it because you didn't want to be, you know, having heat strokes or passing out. You wanted to get used to the, the lights and uh, how heavy the mask is and what it takes to, you know, go fit from anywhere from 15 to 30, 35 minutes. Uh, Mount stop of wrestling. Now, uh,
2: when you're when you're wrestling in the mask, and you know, you met, you mentioned the heat. You uh, being being in the mask, do you, you get uh, heated up? Uh, you must get heated up a lot quicker than most do. Correct. Yeah, you do uh, get heated up. Uh, and what, because... what is it? What is it? What is it like getting trying to get used to that?
4: Well, I would say it's, it's hard, but, you know, when we train, you know, four or five hours uh, a day, you know, wearing that, you know, you start getting used to it. And that's the reason why, you know, they had me wear my mask, you know, to get used to it. Now, when I enter that- uh, when I oh. a arena... You know, my mask is on. Uh, and when I leave the arena, my mask is on.
2: So uh, when you uh, and you obviously, uh, obviously, when you're in public, you know, you're, you're not wearing the mask all the time, obviously. What uh, so people don't uh, when you're out in public without the mask on, people obviously don't really know what's you unless they know your voice or if somebody ever came up to you and say, hey, are you him?
4: Well, you know I deny it, but uh as as you know when I sent uh the pictures to you uh the thing you noticed with me, and you probably could tell me if if you know if I'm not wearing a mask right now, uh you know it was me as my nose right, All right. I've had okay. my nose broken broken a couple
2: of times yeah. and uh you know i'd have to say uh that you you do have the best nose in the business
4: well i appreciate that <laughs>
2: you know uh or as uh they would say you definitely knows the business
4: you know there um, you
2: go. so if um if our fans out here listening wanted to uh you know, keep track of you and see what you're doing and what you're what you're uh keeping busy with involved in. Do you have a Facebook? Do you have a Twitter? Do you have a Instagram? Do you have a YouTube? Where can they find
4: I, you? I used to have a, a Twitter, but I closed that down. Uh you know, I'm on uh I'm on uh Facebook. Okay. You can just type I'm in rock
2: direction I'll find you. Like so I am
4: on I'm on Messenger. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. And um do you have any uh upcoming events that you want to pitch or talk about that we uh uh that uh, you want to tell us about?
4: Uh nothing right now. I'm I think Saturday uh they're having a big show uh here in uh, Crestview, Florida at the community center called Revolt Wrestling uh I've been invited there to, uh, as a guest there, and I'm going to check out, you know, the talent and uh, give the promoter and, and, and booker my opinion on the show afterwards and, you know, just to help out the younger wrestlers in their endeavors uh, uh, with the business.
2: And is, is there any chance that uh, you might... Uh... You might step back into the ring or uh are you pretty much gonna just uh uh well, stay on the outside?
4: Stay on the outside until, you know, uh promoter comes along and, and wants to book a legends match. Now I'll do the legends match, but as far as uh full time or wrestling, you know, once twice a week or a month, stuff like that, uh doctor said need to kind of take it easy at my age. And I'm not going to divulge what my age is. Age is just a number to me.
1: I have a friend in Harrison, Arkansas, that has a wrestling federation called Mid-States Wrestling, and he does a lot of legend shows down in Harrison, Arkansas. His name's Jason Jones, and he's had people like Beautiful Bobby Eaton, uh, superstar Bill Dundee, Cowboy Bob Orton, there at his legend shows. I mean, he does a lot of legend shows in Harrison, Arkansas.
4: Well, do a little bit of do a little bit of plugging for me, my dear. To do well, that, Well, I'll sir. say
2: what we're, we we will definitely do that for you, definitely.
4: Now I know you need a license, uh to wrestle in Arkansas. Is that isn't that correct? I'm sorry. I think you need a license to wrestle in Arkansas, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah, you, yeah, you do.
4: You do. Yeah. Like I said,
1: I'm not a wrestler, even though they've threatened to throw me in the ring a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, a lot uh, of... I'll
2: tell you what, Granny Hulkster is the kind of gal that you don't want to mess with because if what? you mess with her, not only will she beat you with her cane, she won't send you a batch of cookies either.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's horrible there. That's horrible. Well, yeah, yeah. I was, icon wants me to send him some cookies or something, bake him some cookies or something, and he keeps telling me I need to bake him some cookies or something. Oh. <laughs> I, I,
3: Sounds,
1: like what, I <laughs> Sounds like the big swings back with us.
3: Sounds
0: like the big swings back with us. Yes, I stepped
3: that. Well, well, I well I
0: step. Well, I stepped down to the hallways. You can hear the music, so. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I've been uh, in the whole time, have, uh, it's, been, it's been amazing. You have
2: uh, you have anything you want to ask our guest before we
0: uh, say goodbye? Um. I don't know. You guys did a good job of covering a lot of it. A lot of the same stuff I would ask. So, um, you know, I, I really I wanted to know the significance of the mask and why he chose to wear a mask. Uh, cause some wrestlers do, some don't. But I mean, I think I think we did a good job of getting an idea of that. So. I, I'm good, man. I I was working the switchboard tonight. I I don't, you know, I have a lot of other stuff going on. So I was I was on YouTube control this one, and I think it did a stellar stellar job.
2: All right, and uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we got a, we got a few minutes left of the uh, of the show here that will close out. But uh, Doctor X, we do appreciate you joining us, and uh, yeah, sure we thank you for we think that thank you for all you do and. Uh, I'll stay in contact with you. Uh, you're one of the few that gave me your phone number that does not have a restraining order against me. So uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stay in touch with you.
4: And uh, I appreciate uh, well, you.
3: Well,
4: as, as, as long as you don't abuse the it, it I'm I'm, uh, you're good with me. Well, I'll tell you what. I,
2: that, that figure four
4: leg lock thing
2: sounds awfully painful. So I'll, I won't mind my cute. Yeah, but, uh,
3: it, it, it,
1: There we go.
4: Definitely can do and uh, we want to thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank, thank, you, Dr. Uh, thank you, Dr. X. Thank you, man.
0: Dr. X, everybody. And again, it's been another wonderful Monday. Icon. Do we have any special shows coming up, or are we going to be back on, on next Monday?
2: Uh, well, we'll be on that uh, next Monday, but we will be having a special show. I do believe it's July 9th. Uh, let's look at the record. I'll tell you guys more about that uh, next week. But we're going to have an entire wrestling organization taking over the show with us. I have no idea which wrestlers are calling in. It's going to start with one. He may piss his opponent off and he may call in. So it's just going to be a live shoot. Uh, That show and uh, Which is my
0: favorite kind of show uh, We've had a lot of those And they've always been entertaining
2: And uh, Granny Holster will hope that uh, You'll join us for this Uh, We are in talks right now We are going to have another special show With the Lingerie Fighting Championship Division Uh, Nice uh, We had them on before uh, And apparently they got a lot of feedback Being on the show with us Uh, And I guess the two gals That were on with us they they told us how much fun they had, so now we're gonna have eight gals on with us. Wow, eight, uh, eight. My goodness. And that'll be a, that'll be a, more than likely be either a Tuesday or a Wednesday show.
0: All right, either one either one's doable. Just let me know what you got in mind. All right.
2: And together, we all make it happen. And uh, also, uh, in uh, July, uh, we are going to have Jade Hart and Paul Pitch on with us. Uh, Paul Pitch is the CEO of uh, um, com, And, of course, Jade Hart is uh, the daughter of the Hitman Hart. And uh, the thing is, will this eventually lead – to Brett, the Hitman, heart joining our show—it's very possible.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Hopefully, that's the case. I mean, in the long run, that's the goal. And uh, you know, if, if that can happen, obviously, I think uh, Icon might need a new change of pants after the end of that show. So, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what happens. I mean, he might have to go down to that to that North Fargo Walmart and uh, pick up a pair of slacks. So. Anyway, Icon, I I am getting the. uh, Huh?
2: I get all my pants now at Duluth Printing Company now, so.
0: Well, then go there then. But either way, he's going to need new ones if we're able to get Brett. So again, Brett uh, and the Hart family, thank you. We're going to play this uh, one more time here. Let me just go ahead and find it. Here it is. Sharpshooterfunding.com. Go on and check them out for all of your funding needs. And we'll see you next Monday for another great show and hopefully a little bit more raw talk. But we'll see what happens uh, if I can overbook this again. We'll see. Either way, we'll see you next Monday. Dead. Right, wait, guys. Dead man wanted. You've done it. Now.